This is Brian Bailey, Chief Marketing and Experience Officer with Metro Inclusive Health. You're listening to Inclusivity and Beyond, subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this wonderful Friday edition. Today, we're going to go through what the prep, busting myths left and right about prep and getting (laughs) on prep. Uh, If you don't know me, I am Christian. I work at Metro. I've been there for about 11 years now. Um, 11? That's a long time. (laughs) Girl, what are you telling me? I didn't even think I would ever adult this hard in my life. Um, (laughs) Um, I am the lead prep navigator, program coordinator for prep at Metro Inclusive Health. I am your master in prep today. Um, <laughs> joining me is the wonderful Tolly and Kyla. I'll let you guys enter, or ladies, and uh, introduce yourself tonight. Um, I'm told. Go ahead, Kyla. <laughs> My name is Kyla Emmons. I am the Trans Services Navigator for Metro Inclusive Health, and I've been with the company for about five years in two weeks. So. That's awesome. Hey. I also do some uh, some prep linkage as well. So I am the person that you can come to if you are trans and transitioning. So let me know if you need help. You do more than linkage. You do some of the appointments I do a lot well. of things. You are I, a prep navigator. Yeah, <laughs> you do a lot. And I'm Tolly. Um, I'm a behavioral health therapist, a licensed clinical social worker. I've been at Metro this time around for a little over two years as a therapist. <laughs> yeah. And you have something to are all excited about. You just celebrated what? I just received my license. So yeah. I, I just officially became a licensed clinical social worker. Thank you very much. Um, so I spent the last two years as a registered intern with the state, meaning like I completed all my educational stuff, but I had to spend two years being a therapist in supervision, kind of proving that I could be a therapist. Yeah. Um, and so just as of last week, so almost two weeks ago, I um, became a, an official licensed clinical social worker. Uh, wonderful timing here, Darius. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, good evening, everyone. My name is Darius Lightsley. I'm the HIV AIDS program coordinator for Area 5, which is Pinellas and Pasco County. Hi. And good evening, everyone. Hey, Kyle. All right. So we have a lot to cover tonight uh, because we want to get the word out. We want to really get the truth out there. Um, there is a lot of myths, a lot of hearsay, a lot of drama that comes with the LGBT community. So let's get some fact checking, fact checking in on this information. Um, so I want to open up with the first question, the easy question to answer: Who is prep for? Everyone. Everyone. I was like, is this a trick question? I'm pretty sure it's for everyone. (laughs) Yes, it is for everyone. The only limitation, we only have one limitation with prep. 
and that is the person has to be over 77 pounds. Um, so there is no age limit. There is no demographics limit. There's nothing. Um, we're just looking purely at body weight, and that is solely for uh, health reasons regarding bone density. So. Now, Christian, what about people that are on, like, say, for instance, if like someone is a diabetic, would that kind of uh, affect a person trying to take prep? Yeah, so it's a really awesome question. Um, when we start talking about people who may have pre-existing issue, healthcare issues, um, mm -hmm. diabetes is kind of one of them. We're looking really more so about someone who has um, problems revolving around their liver and kidneys with processing medications out of their system. Um, anyone who has those pre-existing issues, it's not an automatic cross out. We can't see you. Um, it really takes a good physician to kind of do the test work, do the blood work that needs to be done. And then we have the conversation afterwards. And, you know, sometimes, a lot of times it's really easy. Like maybe it's cutting alcohol out of your, out of your lifestyle, or, you know, maybe it's kind of switching a drug regimen that you're taking um, that over to something else that's not going to be as harsh on your liver and kidneys. So. Absolutely. And the good thing is you're monitored every three months anyway. So there is something that was going to, you know, something that was happening, we could potentially catch it before something bad happens. Absolutely. So. Yes. And that, that we, we at Metro do abide by CDC guidelines that, um, oh my gosh, Rob Pereiro, I can't believe my hi, sorry. <laughs> hi, uh, Rob. Pharmacist from MailMeds. Hey, hi, Rob. Rob. Oh, I know. Um, but yeah, we do follow CDC guidelines and make sure that blood work is, uh, tested every three months, uh, to renew your prescription. So, yeah. Um, all right. This is an interesting question when I saw it pop up. What are, what are reasons to not take prep? When would there ever be a reason to not take prep? Um, Let's see if you're already positive. Very good. Yep. <laughs> and then your medication will look different. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And it actually very well, you could be taking the same medication. You're just taking it as treatment versus prevention. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's really only two major reasons why I would ever look at someone and say, don't take PrEP. Um, and it would be, you know, health issues, either they're HIV, uh, living with HIV, or, um, you know, we just can't because their, their body can't handle the medication. Or you're a celibate monk that lives far away and doesn't even ever have come in contact with anyone, period, on any level. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to say, too, like, if we're, if, you know, you're asexual, you're not sexually active, that's, you don't need to take PrEP at that time. Um, as well as with what Kyla said, if you're living with HIV, you know, you're on a different medication regimen. You know what, what I get oftentimes, um, you all, I get a lot of people say, well, it's not for me because I'm in a committed relationship. And although, yes, we all are, all can be in committed relationships. We can be married. We can be all these different things. But what I try to stress to clients, that it's very important to accountability for your own sexual health. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when I was in prevention testing people, you would get those clients coming in that, well, I, I trusted my partner and I did this. Here is the solution. 
so that you can take accountability for your own health, your own sexual health, that you're not putting your entire life in someone else's hands. So we encourage everyone to get tested regularly. And please, if you're interested, please get more information about PrEP because you won't be in that position later in life. Mm -hmm. that is, out there. <laughs> no, that's absolutely valid. Um, and, that, and that's the hugest uh, takeaway that when I get asked that by my patients as well, and it's not about you taking an action because of what you perceive another person is or is not doing. It's about taking control of yourself and taking your health into your hands. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Almost so like car insurance. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Just yes. In case. Um, we got a question from the group, and I, I love this question as well. Um, how long do you recommend patients take PrEP before it to be considered effective? Ooh, it's a double answer. For what when you say double because it's men and women. Okay, there we go. There's part of it. Yep. So there's an answer for anyone born male and anyone who born female. This is a good question. What is so, I don't know the answer to it. For women, I want to say uh three weeks, 21 days. And then for anyone born male. Uh, seven days. Seven to ten, yeah. Well, okay. I usually say seven because it's the easy one, but yeah, it's usually seven to ten days. Okay. Does anyone know why? I'll let y'all go. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, I, I think you want that medication. You want to make sure that you're building up sufficient amounts of that medication in your tissue mm -hmm. and in your body. Uh, particularly if you're talking about anal, because that mm -hmm. tissue is very, it's easy to tear, mm -hmm. um, which leads to more, you know, that's just immediate access. Mm -hmm. So I, you want to take it because you want to build it up in your body. Right. Yep. And when I talk sense. about PrEP, it's always about the level. Um, and really, when you talk about HIV care, period, it's always about numbers and levels. And where are you at? You know, if you're if you're living with HIV, it's about bringing your uh, CD4 up and your viral load down. Mm -hmm. For PrEP, it's about making sure that you have the adequate level of uh, the medication in your system to help prevent. Uh, the reason for the difference between those born male and those born female is uh, really lies in the tissue, as Darius was saying. And the uh, vaginal tissue is just stronger and it takes longer for the medication to fully get in there. Um, mm -hmm. So it, you know, it, it depends really on the type of sex. It's not even the, the person who they are um, or who they identify as. It's really about the type of sex that they engage in and the type of risk that they're in. Right. So. And you want to be mindful of that sexual activity when you're taking your prep. So say for instance, if you are someone who has anal sex, be mindful of that seven to 10 day window before you start to engage in those activities. You know, mm -hmm. so just really be mindful of that. Cause sometimes you can, just because you started that one day doesn't mean that your body is ready to right. you know, do the full Monty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Ready to go. Well, you can, yeah. you can if you use other forms of protection. So Absolutely. I'm not gonna say 
don't don't go full Monty on your first day on tap. I, I, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, boo, go right ahead. Just we're going to wear condoms for the first couple of days, and then we're going to see where it's going to go. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the piece about condoms too, uh, Christian, because I think that is also lost sometimes in translation. It is still recommended that even with your prep, that you still use condoms as well. So yeah. let's let's make sure we are being 100% clear about that too. Yeah, yeah, because it's, actually, go ahead, Tori. I was going to say, you know, because even though PrEP is effective for preventing HIV, you know, there's still other things that we can contract. So it's really important to use those kind of protections and barriers to have that extra level so you don't risk yeah. or have the risk of contracting any other STD or STI that you may be encountering. Right. That's what exactly. I tell you, there's an extra level of protection, an mm -hmm. extra layer. If you want that extra layer, Layers on layers on oh, layers. No. Oh, we lost Kyla. Oh, no, we lost. <laughs> She'll be oh, back. Okay. <laughs> she got she got too excited. That's just what really happened. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and and that's it's really important to make sure. Um, it's actually one of the myths that we have is that you know prep is a replacement for uh, condoms, and that is a myth. That is not true. It is a tool in the toolbox of preventive and risk reduction. Right. So, Anyone name any other tools that we have on hand for risk reduction when it comes to HIV? Well, of course we have condoms. We've got we've got lubricants. We've got dental dams. Um, if you're a if you like toys, there are toys uh, that you can use and clean effectively. Um, There's also U equals U. Yeah, I was going to say even the medication that if you're living with HIV, taking to have the undetectable levels. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So awesome. All you. Stuff. Yay. Tyler's back. Welcome yeah. back, Tyler. I slipped and fell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was graceful. Whatever, whatever happened, it was graceful. So. <laughs> Um, so one of the major barriers when it comes to talking about PrEP, and I think I hear this probably one of the first or second things out of uh, prospective patient's mouth is they're concerned about cost. And that is a valid and real concern. Um, and I want to hold everyone, you know, it is, it, is a, it is a true thing. Healthcare in America is, and I'm going to leave that at that, it is. <laughs> So, um, but the good news is, uh, we've been working with PrEP now for, I think we're going on seven years, maybe six, seven years. Mm -hmm. We have a lot. Um, I have built up piles and stacks of information to help assist patients in affording their PrEP care. Yes. Um, I will say the amount of PrEP patients that we have now, uh, I would, I would, Take a hundred bucks on it that at least, if not more than 99% of our patients are not paying anything towards their medication. That's awesome. That's amazing. Okay. And even is that if you have insurance as well? So, insured and uninsured, um, you know, there's always going to be that one in one in every once in a while that we just can't figure it out because of mm -hmm. constraints. But, um, but yeah, for insurance, uh, we, you know, we would use uh, copay coupon cards. 
Uh, we have a couple other programs that can assist as well in case they uh, burn through that copay coupon card. Um, mm -hmm. For anyone who's uninsured, uh, as long as they make under, I think it's 62, it may have gone up a little bit, uh, 1000 annually, uh, we can get the medication paid in full. That's awesome. Um, okay. We have a couple side programs too for anyone who has Medicare, Medicaid. That's, uh, I believe they're privately funded. They're a little bit different because Medicare, Medicaid is a government uh, coverage program. So um, we need to make sure that we use assistance programs appropriately with those ones. But we've got it fully well-rounded and, and usually find a way. My navigation team is on point in trying to make yeah. sure that we're not, our patients are not paying anything out of pocket for their That's medication. Awesome. And really we clients of that too, because sometimes they don't even ask about it because they feel like it's out of their range of, of you know, being able to pay for things. But mm -hmm. definitely just reassuring them that if you are interested, we can make it happen. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, the hugest barrier when it comes to cost, honestly, is still and remains the cost of the physician's visit and the lab work. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> fortunately, there just isn't any programs available to cover those costs. Um, a lot of the time when we do hit someone that just cannot afford it, uh, we'll send them over to the health department. Um, and we are always glad to accept them. <laughs> <laughs> Doris, can you talk about how that, that process works when we send someone over? Well, um, I am not over the pro program at the health department, but I can tell you, um, that person would need to um, fill out paperwork as a as a new patient or patient, someone being seen at the health department. Um, we have a prep navigator that would meet with that person. Um, we have funding from the state specifically for uh, prep for folks who may not have health insurance or other avenues haven't worked out. Um, so uh, a lot of times it's 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 not really that hard. It's just you have to be um, if you're really interested, you have to be persistent about yeah. showing up. Scheduling is not so much the hard part. What we have found is getting them to come back after that initial visit. That's the hard part. But, and that's, that is across the board. We have that yeah. too. The, the adherence after the intake is mm -hmm. hard. It's real, real hard. Um, yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure out that. You know, I, I think too, a lot of times they don't, people don't realize that in taking the pill, you're committing to taking a pill once a day. So right. I think that if maybe we can have something like a follow-up to where even mid, it would increase our workload tremendously, but just that checkup, that, that midway, like how are things going? Are you keeping up with it every single day? Um, I think that would probably increase, you know, that that um them coming back but i think people just don't realize that it is a pill every day but that pill every day can save your life in a way that we did not have you know like years ago so mm -hmm. yeah. the trade-off is definitely good <laughs> right and if you're already you know on taking medications too every day then you know just add it into your regimen or kind mm -hmm. of remind yourself, like as if you're taking a meal or when you have breakfast every day, you know, breakfast yeah. is the most important meal of the day, right? So part mm -hmm. of your breakfast is taking your prep, you know? Yeah, so I, just, I see prep is taking, just being honest with yourself. And I think so many times people are not really honest 
with themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not even you talking about being honest with me or somebody in the room. I'm talking about being honest with yourself. When you know you like to do certain things or you like to engage in certain behaviors, we're not here to judge you. You know, right. we're just yeah. here to help keep you safe. And, and I am an avid believer. We cannot control human behavior, nor do we try. Right. People are going to do what they're going to do. We just want to equip you as best we can to prevent you from getting into a um, worse situation. Yeah, and yeah. we're human too. <laughs> yeah. Another we're tool for your toolbox. Yes. Well, I mean, it, it's easier to take a medication by choice than the alternative being of taking a medication to stay stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take it as treatment, you're taking it as treatment, and you're taking it as of right now, and you know, until the day you die. Now you have the option if you take it prior to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We have a question, Christian. It says, are there any risks to taking PrEP? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a risk Uh to taking any medication. There's a risk to taking Advil. Um, Let's let's hold that for a second, Christian. I'm glad that you were honest. I'm glad that you were able to say, yes, there are some, but it is normal because in everything that we do, there are risks. So, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, it's always my favorite question. And and please, I hope anyone who actually really wants to see the data, um, I do have a great handout. And of course, I don't have it with me when I need it. Um, but it showed, uh, it showed the test trials of Truvada that were done at the very beginning years and years ago with IPREX versus a placebo. Uh, I'm sorry, the IPEX study, which was Truvada versus a placebo, and it compares it to the test that we did recently for Discovery called the Discover Trial, where it was Discovery versus Truvada. And basically looking at those charts side by side, it showed the percentage of people who stated they felt uh, certain side effects. And I always find it hilarious because when you look at the Discover Trial, you know, it's roughly the same percentages. It's usually about 5%, 4% between both those on Discovery and those on Truvada saying that they had a headache. They felt a headache while taking the medication. Okay, you know, that's normal. 5% of people said they had a headache taking the medication. Okay. But then you compare that to the original IPREX study where we had Truvada versus a placebo, a sugar pill, and those same 5% of people said taking Truvada, they had a headache. That matches up. Cool. So there must be something there. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the placebo and 4% of people taking a sugar pill said they had a headache. And I'm like, well, so uh, I'm not going to discount That's sugar, anyone. Get you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. That's true. That <laughs> so might have been too much sugar. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's just, yeah. I'm not going to discount anyone who says they have side effects. They are real. They are definitely, definitely real. Uh, When I uh, started on Truvada, I had side effects. um, And they have changed since I stopped taking, uh, 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 stopped taking prep. Um, And I have stopped because I am in a committed, controlled relationship. Controlled. Um, (laughs) Controlled. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I know that I know they're real, but 
you know, the overall, when you look at it again, I kind of fall back on, on what our previous conversation was is you can take a medication now by choice and deal with a little bit of headache, or you can be forced to take the same medication that's going to give you the same headache and be forced to take that every day as a treatment option. Mm -hmm. Um, what I, you gonna do? I, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And it's looking long, at, I was going to say, it's looking at the risk and the benefits, you know, the, right, do the right, risks yeah. outweigh the benefits or the benefits outweigh the risks? Yeah. Yep. And everyone's um, body is different. Some people don't experience less, less, less that. Some people don't experience side effects. So, it, you know, it's everyone is different. I just say develop your own regimen and let's see what, what side effects you have. Right. Is there... Oh, go. Go ahead. I was going to read a question here. Is there still the app slash bottle that sends a reminder to take the pill? I remember something like that before. I remember like a, a E2 every something every day. E2, D2, every, yeah. every dose every day. Yes. Um, is that, was that question from Rob? No, that was from me. Because oh, I, I <laughs> so it, like I put it in our little private chat because I was like I want to mention this, oh. but I I wasn't sure if it like it was actually a thing because I remember the cost of it is pretty expensive and and whatnot, but I wasn't sure if that's another option that people can have if they have trouble remembering to take their prep pill if they can invest in mm -hmm. this program or if this program mm -hmm. still exists. I'm going to put a hold on that because I'm trying to get it back. We don't have it right now. Okay. Um, actually, Rob helped me out, <laughs> which is why I asked. I know he's watching. Um, helped me out right at the very beginning of it, and and uh, it is expensive, but it's um, not on the patient side. So, gotcha. um, How about yeah. this alternative? What about you just set an alarm? Mm -hmm. So just set an alarm know, every day. And you know what? I I had um, one uh, one of my classes I was taking. We had something called. Um, it's like a behavior modification course. And so you attach a like a purpose to whatever you're trying to do. So say for instance, if your cat is the reason that you want to live and take your prep, you would take you put that picture of your cat every day on your alarm. So every time that alarm goes off, oh, you know what? Let me take my 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 prep pill. Let me take whatever pill I need to take to keep me healthy. So if you cannot have an app or something to help you along and remember to take your pill or stay adherent, please just set an alarm. We set, we set alarms to get up every day. We set an alarm to walk the dogs. Set an alarm to take your prep medication. And setting those habits are really what's important. And you don't have to start a new habit with this. I had one patient that just was having a struggle remembering to take his medication. And it literally just took us sitting down and said, tell me your day. Tell me the steps you take throughout the day. And Saturday, or yeah, Sunday through Saturday, all seven days of the week, first thing he did when he woke up was took his dog out for a walk. I said, put your bottle next to the leash. Mm -hmm. And it's Good. that simple. Mm -hmm. um, so it was always there for him, he, you know, and he never had any issues after that, take, remembering to take his medication. And then he built that habit to go alongside of it. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on the second part of the any risk because it kind of coincides with the other uh, question that I wanted to really talk about um, is the uh, social media posts 
and all the news and all, you know, I see it on Facebook all the time that lawsuits going around against taking Travada for preps and, and um, this is where there is risk, but it isn't the perceived risk as the social media makes it out to be. Um, so two main long-term side effects that we've seen when it comes to taking Truvada as a treatment, and that's because we've used it as treatment since early 2000s. So we have over a decade worth of use. We've actually have just under two decades worth of use with Truvada. Mm -hmm. Is that it may have... Uh, may have effects on the liver and kidneys, and it may have effects on uh, bone density loss um, or bone density. So I want to be really clear on these two things. For one, the liver and kidneys is part of your blood work every three months. Um, I know at Metro, and I'm going to speak on behalf of Metro, and I also know on the... Um, uh, 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 wow, my mind just went blank. I'm so sorry. Um, I, we talk about uh, the risks of taking the medication during your intake. That's the point of seeing a navigator. That's the point of seeing the physician. Is we talk about those risks. Mm -hmm. At any point in time, any physician should be doing that. It is the proper way to offer care. It is what you need to do when you ever when you start any type of medication regimen where you're taking it on a regular basis. You need to have that conversation with the physician. And if the physician does not have that conversation with you, that is the fault of the physician and not the fault of the medication. Nor is it the fault of the drug company that makes that medication. Mm -hmm. Gilead. If you look on any type of advertisement, even on their TV commercials, they have that really long string of information at the very end. That's your warning. If you look on any of their pill bottles, those fine prints, that is their warning. Any drug medication that comes out like that, that has those warnings, that's your warning. Mm -hmm. So these lawsuits that are saying that by taking this medication, you are not informed of the potential risk it's going to be a case by case situation because it's dependent on where you got your medication and who you talk to along the way. It is not the drug manufacturers, not in this case anyways, it's not the drug manufacturers. So I want to make that very, very clear. I am not talking on behalf of Gilead. I have no ties to Gilead. Um, I love them. Yes, but I, I am not a spokesperson on them. So I want to put that disclaimer out there, but I just want people to realize that, you know, when you're looking at all these this stuff about it harming the system, it's harming the body. We're doing regular testing. We have you come in four times a year and talk about what's going on with your body as a means to identify these potential problems. And we will address it with you if we see something that is not normal or goes off the scale. So I want to take a lot of that fear fear that's based out of prep and I, i'm getting a little preachy here and i'm sorry but this one i just <laughs> want i want to get there i want everyone to hear this but, mm -hmm. um please just, <laughs> just we are going to take care of you that's the point of going to a health club or a health center um the point of going to a physician is that they are supposed to be doing testing on a regular basis for your prep and if not 
I would ask them why they're not doing regular testing for your prep um, as a safety protocol just for your own health care. Right. Well, I'll, I'll let me to add to that. I'm sorry I got preachy. No, well, I mean, I think that's, that's a valid point, like, and to bring that up. And especially since, like you were saying, you're following up with your physician to have the blood work done. It's just like with any medication you're on, like, it's not just a here you go and you're done on your way for the rest of your life. Like, you got to check to make sure is that medication doing its job, right? Is it working for you or is it, is it not, if it's, is it causing more harm? And so I think that's a valid point. Like, there's a reason why you have the follow ups to it. Um, to make sure that you're you're doing well on it and that you're not having any of the risks or any of the side effects. And a lot of us are cross-trained within our agency. So you have an entire agency behind you to help you along with these different things. So say, for instance, you don't feel comfortable telling the, the medical provider something is going on. When you meet with the, med the, the navigators, let us know how we can help and we can help facilitate that, that whole thing for you. So I, in anything that I'm involved in with Metro, I let my clients know you have an entire agency behind you. Utilize mm -hmm. us in some type of way. And even with the health department being on the line here, we're all here to make mm -hmm. these things easier and to make the access to these services greater, so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I saw another question pop up about, uh, so we do have two, medications that have been approved as of last fall um we had we get, received discovy as an alternative option for prep originally we had truvada so now we have two um and the question is will will be interesting with truvada going generic soon insurance will try to push patients away from discovy towards generic truvada so i'm going to blast one of the insurance companies out and i'm going to call them out face face because i they need to um, this has already happened. Uh, actually, as of Tuesday, uh, according to a letter which we received by this insurance company, as of Tuesday, September 1st, they will no longer cover the SCOVI for PrEP for any of their patients, regardless of reason, and they are forcing their patients to go back to Truvada in anticipation of a generic form coming out sometime later in the month. Um, that is literally, that's basically real, really what the letter had said. Um, of course, it's not going to be that easy for healthcare because any change in medication regimen requires a visit with a physician to, again, review the safety of taking a medication and reviewing the risks with every patient. Um, and the fact is we, we do know that a generic is set to be released. We don't know much more than that. We don't have a uh, specific date that is going to be released. Um, so they're just preemptively forcing patients to go back to Truvada um, or to go on Truvada. Um, so yeah, it, it, Rob, it already has happened, unfortunately. And, and I want any of our patients out there who are currently taking Discovy um, know that uh, we are working really hard in counteracting this um, and doing the best that we can to identify it. Uh, our hands are a little bit tied because this is a in, uh, specific insurance requirement and it is their say so at the end of the day. So um, we're trying to find ways around it. Just hold tight. We're doing what we can for everybody. And if you ever have any questions, please pick up the phone and let us know. 
that was an amazing question. It was another one of my my heated moments, my soapbox <laughs> moments. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's all take a deep breath. I know. There we go. <laughs> um, so a lot of a lot of the the prep myths we kind of covered just by conversation and answering a lot of these questions. Uh, and and luckily enough, a lot of these um, prep myths have been dispelled over the last couple of years that we've been using it. One of the, another main one that we've had actually comes from the community itself. Uh, and that equals taking prep means you're a whore. Mm. Um, taking prep and what? Means you're a whore. Means you're going uh, to actually act up, yeah. Well, I mean, you might be, uh, but yeah. you might still do that first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not tied together. Yeah. Well, um, I think it means you're responsible. It takes a lot to come mm -hmm. in that office every three months. Yes. Yeah. Embrace <laughs> your truth. <laughs> come get this pill. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's funny because I often, when I'm explaining what PrEP is, I compare it to birth control. And mm -hmm. not only because it's the pill a day, does what it needs to do, um, but it's the fact that the social reactions have been very similar between the two as well. Um, this was a very similar reaction when birth control came out, is any woman taking birth control must be having a lot of sex and a mm -hmm. lot of sexual partners. Um, that may be true. <laughs> they may be having a lot of sex with a lot of sexual partners, but that's not, them. yeah, that's great for them and it's working for them, perfect, but that's not always 100% the case. Right. Um, it only so, takes yeah. one. It only takes one. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. There was a myth, Christian, about um, like people would take um, take the pills, crush them up, put it in a bottle, and then uh, put it inside them, take it, and then um, that would be like a like a pill bomb or like a a rush to where now the the medication is in their system and they don't have to take it the seven to third, you know, 13 days or 21 days for it to get fully in their system. What about the, 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 the that? <laughs> Have you heard that? That, that, sounds, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. I was really like, ugh. Yeah. yeah nothing, nothing about that sounds pleasant. Um, <laughs> if for nothing else, that much You'll be really sick. You're going to feel sick. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely going to have a headache. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to come out one end or the other, and, it's <laughs> and it might be blue. Yeah, it might be blue. Well, that's an exciting thing to happen. <laughs> As it is prescribed, one pill one every day, that not 13 pills at once. Yep. <laughs> um, which, okay, so taking the medication on a daily basis, um, a lot of people bring up the uh, is it called disco dosing, um, which is a really fun way of saying I'm going to take prep when I want to take prep, and if I don't feel like I need it, I'm not going to take it. Um, so I want to be clear that there have been studies around this, uh, and two main studies were used. One of them was successful, and I do not want to take away. The research behind it, it or invalidate the research behind it because it they did what they needed to do they proved it was working 
The other one did the exact same thing and had to completely um, dis- uh, not, it wasn't, they weren't able to use the information. Um, they, so disco dosing as part of the study was taking two pills prior to the time you had sex, one pill 24 hours after you had sex, and one pill 24 hours after that. So it's four pills within three days. Oh, Lord, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot to be trying to remember time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly the point, is there's so many factors in that. Like, for one, I don't know when I'm having sex. Like, I... That I, 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 I it's not always planned. I thought right. it was controlled, Christian. Right. I know, right. You said it was controlled. I don't understand this. <laughs> not the time. The you controlled in the moment. controlled <laughs> in the moment. Um... So, yeah, so, I mean, putting that aside, then we have, you know, <laughs> the name itself is disco dosing, which implies to me yeah. that you're doing it around partying. Hey. And what else are you doing when you're partying? You are drinking or drugs or right. things that don't coincide with making sure that you're staying on top of your prep game. Um, mm, absolutely. So, so there it was like kind of like strike two on that. and. Then the third one, and and this is kind of the reason why that second um, research study didn't work, was because the the people that they were studying more of more times than not had sex more than once a week. Mm. So there's four pills in this regimen. There's seven days in a week, and you have sex twice a week. How many pills did you just take? Took eight pills. You took eight pills in seven days when if you would have just taken it once a day, you would only take the seven. Wow. So, again, there are people where this is effective and I do not want to say that it's not, it's not, because it is. Um, You know, there are people who have long distance relationships where this may be effective um, and I fully support that or there's, people out there that you know maybe have a little bit more control in their life and they know they're heading out control to the the bath you know they're heading out to the bath house on on a vacation so they know they're going to have sex that day and that day only during their vacation so i don't want to discount it at all but for everyday use it really is prescribed once a day every day and again talk to your navigator Talk to your physician. Give your case. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's life is different. We can definitely utilize PrEP differently. But as of right now, FDA approves it for pill a day every day, and that's what we support. Yeah. Now, what happens if you miss a day? What? So then we're going to go back to the levels. Um, But before I go into levels, anyone have any input on what happens if you miss your dose? Just go to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> don't double up. We shouldn't double up on it. No, no. See, see, don't go blowing up, upsetting your stomach. Yeah. Then, you go, then you're freaking out even more because now you now now you see blue stuff. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's, that's probably the five percent that have headaches, Christian. There we go. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
That is probably the five percent. They probably double dosed because they got paranoid that they're in a study and they forgot to take the pill. Um, yeah. Again, it's all about levels. Uh, you so it takes seven or twenty-one days for it to be in your system. So you missing one dose, it, it, you're you're okay. Um, it's really when you start missing two or three doses in a row that we're really going to start worrying about its efficacy. Um, but, but life happens. I get it. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to yell at you because you missed the dose. It's okay. Just wait till the next day. If you are super paranoid and some people are just not comfortable with it, you missed the dose, wear a condom that day. I mean, you know, there's ways yeah. around it. There's ways you can use it. There's ways that, I mean, granted, you should have been using a condom the whole time, but, but, you know, I know. Keep it real. real. I've seen enough patients over the last seven years to know that's not the truth. So I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. Um, So before I'm watching the clock and I want to get to something because it's really, really important. Um, And I want to open this stage up to Kyla and Darius to really really touch on this because this is where it's counting. This is where our uh, highest rates are. And this is where it is most effective. So either of you, if you could just kind of fill us in on some information regarding PrEP for the trans community, PrEP for the minority African American community, that would be wonderful. Um, Well, I will say um, as far as Pinellas County, um, we have still we still seen a low amount of turnout for prep amongst um, black folks, black people. Um, I can say some 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 organizations like you all Metro, and even at the county health department, we've seen we have seen some um, in particular um, some black gay men or uh, same gender loving men, um, also some black women. So I'm, I'm very surprised um, and happy about that to see that women are also engaging. Um, We still have a long way to go. We know that here in Pinellas County, we identified five high-risk zip codes. And the the importance of that is that most of those people live around people who who live with HIV and they're intermingling in those, in those, so, and you know, it all correlates. When we look at STIs, when we look at um, who needs, who may have risk factors for PrEP, people living with HIV, people um, um, who may um, be on an assistance program for their medications, um, they all live in the same neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And they're all co-mingling. I, um, great point, Darius. For, for me, I think it boils down to with the black and brown community, um, trust and just the understanding of the culture. I know for me, when I have, when I meet with clients, I am not, I am not some, some robot. I am a human and I have like the most realistic approach as I can have with people. I want you to understand that we're only here to help. If I can be, um, you know, like a, a friend, if I could be someone that, that you can depend on, I'm going to do whatever I can do to make sure that you are trusting this agency to assist you with your healthcare needs. Not only PrEP, but for mental health, rather it be for 
primary care services, whether it be for your HRT, let us assist you. I understand there has been a number of um, incidents to where people don't feel comfortable in different spaces, but if we don't know something is happening, we can't fix it. Right. If we don't know something is happening, we can't fix it. So mm-hmm. I just think that um, if if anyone out there that is a part that is black, uh, that, that is a minority group, please be sure to allow your voice to be heard and whatever we can do to help, we are going to help. And I say mm-hmm. that like as sincere as I possibly can, because that is the only way that we're going to save ourselves. That's the only way that we're going to see progress. Um, we, we have a lot of things to work through, true enough, but it has to start with us individually caring about ourselves and our, and our, and our own sexual health. You say the word so, right now. We are we are in uh, many positions where we have to, um, you know, do so like survival sex. We have to do many different things just to survive throughout life. So allow this to just be something that's that's an extra help, an extra resource in your back pocket when you need it. If if I'm the condom lady, if you need me to give you condoms, if you need me to to wear my prep shirt, that's what we're here for. I'm not at this agency for five years just to sit behind a desk. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I am a representation of the community because I'm a part of it. I, I still live in it. <laughs> I am still black. I am trans. And um, it's just a number of things that we can all work through if we all kind of just trust each other and um, take that first step just to care about ourselves and our health care. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Christian. I'm like you. I'm very passionate about that because... <laughs> I'm very passionate about it because a lot of times with our culture, we have different barriers that keep us from receiving care. But come on, let let's let's just take a step and allow exactly. allow us to get help. Yeah, just it's it's us as that's um, being affected, like you said, in in great numbers. So, mm-hmm. and if there's a barrier too that we're not aware of, like that's like let us know too. Like if we're saying that this specific thing is a barrier as to why I'm not going to come in or receive this medication or get these services, let us know so we can address that, you know, in whatever ways that we're able to, um, because we're always, we always need to learn, you know, and I think we're really mm-hmm. open to that too. So if there's a barrier that we haven't addressed or that we're not aware of, definitely let us know. And, you know, one thing I want to say, Christian too, and this isn't just for the black and brown community, this is for everyone. I think we, um, whenever we have care plans for, for clients, clients seem to take the parts that they feel are important and then leave the rest. Mm -hmm. I think if we're able to assist clients and we're able to let them know that all these components to your healthcare is equally important, we're we're doing our assessments. We see that you are engaged in this type of lifestyle. Allow us to help if we're saying, okay, you got your HRT, but how about prep services as well? How about primary care as well? How about behavioral health? All these things are going to work to improve your quality of life. So all of them go hand in hand. So don't just think that one thing is more important over the other. They all go hand in hand to help us improve our lives. So Uh the reality of that is that there are times where they're not going, they're not interested in those services. But I think the great thing is you continue to offer them um, so that they know that they have the option, even if they choose not to exercise it. And if you are homeless or unstably housed, 
we hear you. We hear you and we want to make a difference in that. But right now we're not able to. And as we put together different care plans and as we are able to talk to our clients and you're being case managed, we're working towards a better future. But as of right now, we have to help where we can and how we can. So we're willing to meet all of our clients where they are. But please, just because we can't help in one area does not mean we can't help in many different other aspects of your health care. Right. Mm-hmm. It takes a community. It really does take a community to bring someone up. And, and that's what we're here for. That's what Metro is there for is really mm-hmm. to support all types of communities. And, you know, we are a community in of ourselves of all the types of services that we can offer and our partnerships with the health department and, you know, yes. and our partnerships with all the other agencies. And I mean, if, if we can't do it, you know, we've got partnerships that we can help out and we can refer out to. And, um, you know, we, our door is always open and, you know, prep specific. If you have any, any concerns or questions or fears and any barriers that you need to identify, please, please, please always contact me. You can call me, you can email me. Um, we have prep at metrotampabay.org. Um, you know, you guys said it the best. Like we, we can't fix something if we don't know that it's a barrier. So let us know what that barrier is. Um, you know, one of, one of the things I want to highlight this did work. This really did work because cost was a significant barrier two years ago. And Mm -hmm. I was looking at ways of how do we reduce cost? Um, about a year, I think it's been maybe a year and a half now, uh, ago, I convinced, I got the senior management convinced that we only see for prep the physician twice a year. So, so although they see the navigator four times a year, they're only paying for two appointments a year. So that cut the cost of prep in half. Mm -hmm. So that was a barrier that was identified and we worked for it. And now it's, you know, we have new implementations that we put into place to, to help. So, Absolutely. And I wanted to make mention when I first started with Metro, um, I didn't see a lot of uh, like with, say, for instance, for behavioral health. I didn't see a lot of other. Uh, I only saw one type of therapist right now. Today, there are so many different type of therapists. There are so many different faces of therapy. There are so many different colors and cultures and everything wrapped into our, our programs. There, there's not just one prep navigator. There, there's a uh, there's so many prep navigators um, that come from different backgrounds. So it's not about if you can't talk to Christian, talk to Evan. If you can't talk to Evan, talk to me. If you can't talk mm-hmm. to Tolly, talk to Rayma. There, there's mm-hmm. so many different faces of of our organization like the, it, it truly is inclusive so find right. someone that you can relate to and allow them to help you yeah and i think we're all aware of that too that we're not going to relate to every single client that walks in the door so and we're prepared for those conversations we're prepared for that like hey totally listen you know like i'd rather be seeing Rayma, or i'd rather be seeing aisha or carolyn or Katie or whoever, you know, and it's, and we know it's not personal. It's just who you're comfortable with. So don't be afraid to tell your provider, whoever it is at Metro that, Hey, listen, I'd rather see somebody who is a person of color, or I'd rather see a trans individual. I'd rather see 
um, a woman or a man or whomever, like, you know, just let us know that. Yeah. And that's something that we, we're, we're trained in, we're ready for, and we're, we understand. We definitely understand that. Yeah. I've requested to see a gay male as my primary care doctor. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, mm -hmm. there's certain things that he can understand about the things I do in my sex life that a straight mm -hmm. man would not understand. So if, if I'm going to be completely fully honest with my primary care doctor, I have specifically requested a certain type of doctor and that's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do that. And I want people to understand mm -hmm. it's okay. <laughs> but our providers are definitely culturally competent to assist the individuals or the clients that walk through our doors. They are very right. well-rounded and they are amazing to say the least. So. Mm -hmm. I do want to mention too, that if you say you're in a committed relationship and, or you're in a relationship period, right. And you're wanting to have that conversation with your partner about getting on prep mm -hmm. um, for this, for just for safety, you know, you're responsible for your own health care. It can be very intimidating, can be very mm -hmm. scary, but it is possible to have. Um, and you know, it's, we want to break down the stigma about, about prep. We want to break down the stigma about being sexually active because being sexually active is healthy. Not being sexually active is healthy. You know, it's what your personal preference is about sex. Um, so I think it's, it's an important conversation to have with your partner or partners about, Hey, like I'm on prep or, Hey, I'm thinking about taking prep. Do you take prep? Um, Cause it's just like when we're talking about like consent with sex too, of things we're okay with and things we're yeah. not okay with. Right. We want to have those conversations from the beginning. And so having the conversations about prep is important as well. Um, and if you're unsure of how to have those conversations, definitely connect with your provider, with your therapist, with your navigator, with whomever to say like, listen, I know I, I, I have sex with this person or these individuals and I want to talk to them about being on prep. How do I navigate that conversation? Um, and so for those of us that are here, like, how would you recommend, um, I know we know we got like two minutes left, but what kind of conversations or how would you recommend talking to your partner about that? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I jumped in Christian and took your job. Yeah. Controlled relationship. So that's why I had to jump into this conversation. <laughs> Now, if you're an if you're in an entanglement, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm never gonna live this down at the office. Awesome. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Let's talk about this control thing. What? Tell me what this means. You don't have to go into it right now. With some chains and condoms, okay. <laughs> hey, that's all right. We got consent on the table. You're good. Consent, definitely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, all right. There was, we could I'm literally go on forever too. about this. Right. Um, so, so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll hit up the right people and see if we can do another one because this was, this is just too much fun. been listening to inclusivity and beyond with metro inclusive health subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community want to hear us cover a subject in the future email us at lgbtq at metro bay.org for sponsorship information contact james k at metro bay.org